Welcome to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Today we're doing a special episode of Spoiler Alert where we might not spoil anything. So to take the pressure off, we'll just do a few right now, really quick. Dumbledore dies, Augustus Waters dies, Jack dies, and Neo is the one. Today we're talking about movies. Well, we're talking about about movies. And that might be confusing, but you'll figure it out. Joining us today, as usual, we have Sean Dunham. Hello, Sean. Hello. How are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. And not as usual, we have Claire McCashin. Hi. Hi, Claire. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. Sonia's on assignment today. She's uh, she's out in the wilderness um, getting in touch with, I would say, herself. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. (laughs) All right, so uh, as I said before, we are talking about about movies, and these are all the things that uh, kind of go along with movies that we never really f- considered or thought about. But uh, first things first, why do you guys they why do you guys think they pick popcorn? Well, you might not know that Claire actually has some uh, experience in this <laughs> realm because I, she worked in a movie theater. It's you did. true. Yeah, I worked at the uh, Cineplex Odeon in Eau Claire Mall in Calgary. Okay. And scooped a lot of popcorn. What was like? Were you just at the front? I was doing. Sometimes I would do box office, and sometimes I would do concession. Okay. Usually, I was on concession. All right. And I think that I mean a lot of it has to do with the fact that popcorn's incredibly cheap to make, and it's, then they yeah. can sell it at an exorbitant markup. <laughs> <laughs> an eight thousand percent markup. Yeah, you have no choice but to pay it. Popcorn is nuts. I just went to the theater yesterday, and I'll pay this gladly. But it was definitely ten bucks. For pennies of corn. Yeah, for like a few kernels of corn. Was it the large shown at least? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, disgusted. Well, I looked it up, and there is there are reasons for things. So first and foremost, popcorn smells great, and people love it. And that is, uh, it was wildly, wildly popular at like fairs, like like you know, like carnivals and such. And uh, when they started to show movies. They tried to keep it like the theater, proper, and uh, there's no food allowed in. So they tried to, uh, you know, keep that kind of stuff out. However, those those clever popcorn vendors sidled up in front of the movies, and people would just get their bags. You can't stop those guys. No, they, uh, they're shifty. Anyway, um, yeah. I'll bet, because they tried to make movies a little classy, but then once you... Once you didn't have to be able to read to get in, then all the unwashed <laughs> trash got in, and then they bought the, uh, the popcorn. Once it became more about getting into that sweet, sweet air conditioning. Yeah. Then, And also, concession is just, like, such, like, shooting fish in a barrel. They make, like, probably at least half of their profits slinging you that gross <laughs> that gross food. We also saw, because we went to the Cineplex North, and they've mm-hmm. got a full... Well, a friend of the show, Laura Bonacoski, thought that you could get a scoop of pulled pork on your popcorn, <laughs> which was really disgusting. No, that's ridiculous. You can just get it on the hot dog. Yeah, of course. I'm trying to poutine your popcorn, but yeah. it, it, it gets real nasty. The kernels don't hold up. Uh, they also have those things at the concession now that, like, I don't know, they appear to be on wheels and have shells with candy and now, like... Mm. I don't know, like heads. glasses and cups w- that are made of the Hulk. There is a swag. There was a Mr. Incredible's head that I think you could put popcorn in. Oh, I thought you were going to say on your own head. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it's like those are the 3D glasses. Yeah. That you... Please put on your large <laughs> bobbling head. 
It's just breath is just fogging off the glass. That's a great idea. That's disgusting. (laughs) Let's. TM that. Well, while we're while we're talking about what is your favorite treat at the theater? Because I have an answer that's a little weird, but wow. it's not like out of this world or anything. Is it popcorn for you, Sean? It's gotta be popcorn. And I also like, even though I was just crapping on how expensive it is, <laughs> I will pay ten dollars gladly. But I will not shell out five dollars for a pop. And oh. I will sneak in my own drink. And, <gasps> I, and I've said it, Shonovan. I've said it there, and oh. I actually forgot to sneak in my own drink and i was a pop black dick he was in a tizzy yesterday five dollars what kind of what kind of drink what kind of drink you i drink like a a fizzy water like um like a peach perrier is my brand for this summer but i can go plain (laughs) i can go strawberry wow yeah god you're crazy i am crazy but uh all these all the places even southland has the new extreme vending machine yes. i love it i would i if if i didn't have enough money to get the pop like i had to get the popcorn or the drink i would get the drink me too especially Every now time. because it's i can get me a, a giant cherry cola those are insane choices what do you get what kind of, what can you choose oh you, you can get Lime anything Fanta? mixed with anything basically you can make anything Grapefruit vanilla coke. it's yeah. nuts you can get a caffeine-free diet coke which you couldn't before and it's great when you're going to go see a late movie we live in the future now that caffeine my dad once got the lemon coke, which he thought would be delicious, and threw almost all of it out. Oh, that's because it's sad. terrible. You know, I remember when Coke was trying to do lemon coke. It was rough. I don't even or like what? vanilla coke. Maybe it was Pepsi that did the lemon. Anyway, someone did. They're still pep, or they're doing lime Pepsi right now. Oh, please. When I was younger, I would do a Reese's bite, like. Do you remember there's like these little balls, like they weren't the proper Reese's cups. They were just like in a weird little ball. And then like one of those and a gummy bear at the same time. Oh my and God. that was my favorite movie snack. I have since. That's quite the conglom. I oh. have since now basically just do it like a peanut M&M or something. Well, but also friend of the show, Christy Zoltzman, will tear open a bag of peanut M&M's. And pour them right in the popcorn. Yeah. Oh my up. God! I've seen people do this. A little flavor booster. It's, it's delicious. This, it's that's a little not. excessive. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. not. I'm not after. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. That's. <laughs> but I. You're crossing I some fight lines for there. her right to do that, but it's not what works for me. How do you guys feel about the licorice straw? In terms of drinking with yeah. it, I that's don't like disgusting. it. It's super bad. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> Especially once it like disintegrates. And, and becomes like I don't even part know. of the drink. Yeah, at some point it it it, it loses its solid Ugh. solidity. Just, just because you can does not mean you should. And That's I think true. That that is. That's very true. Licorice flew clo- too close to the sun <laughs> on that one. <laughs> That's a real melting. licorice drink. Um, speaking of, okay, Sean, I want I want to get in on this. So, right. like, you often steal? No, that's not whoa, stealing. Whoa, whoa, not whoa, right. whoa, whoa. You often Put sneak. You often up. sneak in. How do you do it? Often, often, often. Um, usually I have a friend with a purse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, usually, usually her. Usually she has too small a purse, and it's really <laughs> awkward when I refuse to let anything, uh, like even her wallet, I would rather take that out. <laughs> I had to leave it in drink. the car nearly two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, in winter, it's much easier. Oh, yeah. Because I've got Absolutely. coats and pockets galore, but... I do not love it when Sean sneaks in mm-hmm. a drink, especially one that you cannot buy at the theater. Because oh, I don't it's really have obvious. a moral, like, 
I don't have a problem with it, mm-hmm. but I do not like getting in trouble, and I do not like the prospect of getting in trouble. And yeah. if you have a peach Perrier there that they do not sell <laughs> at the theater, you're basically holding up a sign saying, like, I brought this in. Do wait, you know, if a 17-year-old worker looks at me, looks at my Perrier, looks at my eyes, I will keep eye contact, and they will <laughs> walk away because they don't want to deal with it. That's I, I will say that when I worked at the theater most of us who work there would just pretend not to see yeah. most things that we saw. Cause well, they're already paying to get in. They're probably buying popcorn. Well, you are always buying popcorn, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'm not bringing in my own popcorn. Do you wait for the lights to go down? Oh, no, no, no. Was, <laughs> <laughs> you put it in the cup drinking. holder in full lit theater? I flaunt it. Oh, my it's God. egregious. <laughs> Do you sneak anything in, Claire? Very rarely. Mostly because I'm never organized enough. Oh, and the, the pre-planning? Always, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I should have gone to 7-Eleven and got my almond M&Ms there for mm-hmm. a quarter of the for price, but I never do. But Claire also enjoys rules. Or is, That's true. <laughs> is frightened of breaking them. It's true. Which I respect. Oh, uh, Thank you. My, I don't sneak things in often, but my claim to fame, and my dad was very impressed. My father, brother, and I went to go see a movie. I can't remember what. But uh, we were hungry, and it was like a Sunday matinee kind of thing. And uh, my dad was disappointed that we didn't eat beforehand. We just ran out of time. So uh, this guy, I said, go get tickets. I'll be right back. And I went to a little place called uh, Taco... What's it? Taco Time? Taco Time. And I got uh, six super beef burritos. It was winter, as you had mentioned. Uh, my ample pockets accepted those. Those kids didn't know it. And uh, I just walked in with like my coat over my arm as if I didn't want to wear it, as is the, the fashion. Hmm. And my dad was like, well, what did you get? And I was like, just be cool, Dad. Be cool. <laughs> anyway, the second the lights went down and the previews came up, I started you just just, just, just handing them out. Burritos. And uh, we each had a couple burritos that in That the whole theater smelled like super beef mm-hmm. that whole time. Yeah, it did. Have you ever thought about pushing the limit? Like bring in like a roast chicken or like something <laughs> I, a little larger. I brought in blizzards once. Oh, see, which for was someone that is towing a line. That was that's in high a school. Pretty big one. I feel like. How did you? How did you? How did you do it? I don't remember. I think that it was summer, mm-hmm. and so there was not the coats. I think we like had them in our purses but really precarious yeah like it could have gone like, sideways why are those three girls holding their purses so weird That's yeah like, and laughing hysterically clutching them in front of them <laughs> uh my one of my best friends uh he has a legend that his brother told him that he this was like you know when you're 12 and your 16 year old brother tells you that like yeah we got the pizza in anyway allegedly they got a pizza in in proper pizza form like like not wow, tilted up box. to the side or anything, but the whole box in by kind of grouping together and like having coats and moving as a unit. But uh, I I don't know if it ha- I don't know if it's true. Again, I put myself in the person that's taking those tickets, seeing that hundred percent fully, and saying <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not willing to tackle this. Mm. And you kind of respect it. And I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that. Uh, having a baby is the best smoke screen for anything because now you have a bag for no reason full of other snacks that they're going to allow and who knows what's in that sippy cup uh, i'm just saying what is in there <laughs> i've never taken my child to a movie it seems kind of like a horrible idea but i've seen people who have done it well I, there's the like mommies and movies or whatever strollers and stars yes, yeah exactly and uh have you ever seen they have 
stroller parking outside of the of the. <laughs> it's insane. I did not. know Yeah, that. there's rows and like they have it all out there. I saw it uh, just this past week. It's incredible. Get, like, um, do you get like a number? I don't think so. No. They, I think it's more like a regular stroller. It's like a regular parking lot. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Anyway, you are listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We're talking about the movies today. Not necessarily about movies, but about the movies. Or as I put it to my wife, about, about movies. A very special episode of Spoiler Alert. A very special one. Guys, what's the best theater in town? Well, obviously, our <laughs> sponsor, Regina Public Library. Great theater. theater amazing, amazing the movies. They probably show the most diverse movie selection. And for the cheapest price, everyone make haste and go there. <laughs> um, but I, Quite. For fighting for that elusive second. Okay, so I went to the Galaxy yesterday, yeah. and which was always like crown jewel of our theater I community. Always, I, I agree, yeah. And it has fallen so far. <laughs> it's, its star has burnt out. The Southland has made such an impressive comeback. The Southland has been rising like a phoenix. First, the Galaxy had like two places open for concession. It was a Tuesday. (laughs) People were lined up basically to the doors. Um, The seats, after being like shown such beautiful expanse at the (laughs) Southland where you can lounge back there's like four people in an aisle it's mm-hmm. so it's like a couch this one i was sitting in the woman's lap beside me <laughs> like everyone's legs are crossed arms are crossed it's it's tough it's like an airplane it's like an airplane i al- i also always felt that if you were to go to a movie that the galaxy was sort of the place to go and then one day we all just sort of realized that the southland everybody lives 2 minutes away from it and then they started making all these improvements, and now they have the Coke machines as well. They have the big comfy chairs. The only thing they don't have, which I love, is the time play. Yeah. However, I just tried to log into my time play yesterday, and <laughs> it lost my name. <laughs> uh, there's no uh, properly spelled Jeremy on there, so I have to go as Glenn. I had to go with CC, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which was one of the options they gave me after I typed in S-E-A-N, and they were like... We don't have, or like, that's not available. Want to go by CC? Well, that's. Uh, <laughs> and I said, actually, yes. And you nice. secretly had wanted to go by CC. And I was <laughs> like, time. I've always wanted to be CC. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's mildly close. Claire, your your best theater thoughts? I have always had a soft spot for the Southland because I have always enjoyed a slightly janky theater. It goes back to my time at Eau Claire, Eau which Claire. was <laughs> not. Uh, well attended. Do you always work at places that have nice. your name in the town? Yeah, I was gonna say. Like most of the time, but not always. Fair enough. I, I try. Hmm. Um, where do you work? Where do you work now? Oh, I am unemployed presently. Okay, but so before that, Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was hoping for. Um, but now the seats at the Southland, it's like mm-hmm. it had a slight lead for me before, and now it's just just up. We had to go to the galaxy yesterday. It was trash. I hated it. However, I don't think that we should discount um, the Rainbow. I love the Rainbow. They have a great selection. Yes. Much cheaper concession Mm -hmm. than anywhere else in town. And uh, I feel... Less likely to be busy. Yeah, well, it's never busy. And I also feel like there's sort of no... It's sort of the Wild West over there. It really is. Because they really don't rip your ticket. And I think it's like when you're on a train and someone might come through. This has never happened to me. But someone might barge into my movie. 
and they'll pause it and they'll be like, tickets, please. And he'll walk <laughs> Honestly, around and yeah. check everyone's tickets. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Seems like maybe you could just bring in a pizza and no one would eat it. I think they'd be totally okay with it. And you just see a staff member, like, eating a pizza. (laughs) Um, And also the price is never the same twice. Like, I don't think, you know, (laughs) it's just like, what will I pay this time? Four dollars? Seven? Two? I have no idea. You walk in, it's like, oh, how much? Uh, how much is going to be today? Well, turn out your pockets and see what you got. That's enough lint to go see. And I respect that. <laughs> so basically, we've ranked Galaxy as the bottom, <laughs> unless IMAX is in this mix. Um, I am going to throw the Artesian in this discussion because I have seen a few films at the Artesian, mm-hmm. and I think it's nice. I think they do a good job. I think they do it up when it's movie time. But uh, don't we all uh, on on hot summer nights? At least when I went there, I think it was just too it was just too much. I remember leaving just like dying of heat. But uh, maybe that was kind of a long time ago. Um, an AC will really improve a theater. That's why you <laughs> go in the summer. Yeah, you have a break. Yeah, a, a nice cool, cool place. Well, okay, well we really drove that home. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the RPL Film Theater being number one. Of course. And the Southland Mall Theater being... Uh, Nipping at its heels. <laughs> um, how how do you guys feel about venues that we've lost? Now, I, I know that both of you have been to one of these, and there are definitely other ones that come to mind. But I also want to talk about the drive-in. Because I've been to a drive-in one time. I believe I saw Jurassic Park. It was awesome. I was a child. But there's also things like Blockbuster. My dad misses Blockbuster every single day. How do you wow. how, how do you guys feel about I've these long lost ways of? Uh... Um, so I'm from a small town, and mm-hmm. I didn't really have the big blockbuster experience because by the time I moved here, it was like down. It was on its way out. I had a bit of a Rogers flirtation, but <sighs> it was near the end. Whoa! Um, but when I was a kid, my small town like convenience store would have just like a revolving like ten VHS tapes, <laughs> and I would watch those. I would just walk into town. Bought one of those, and it was great. But it definitely, whatever they had, um, dictated what I was going to watch. <laughs> I was in a similar situation, but I think in, like, maybe 1999, the convenience store just stopped getting new movies. Mm-hmm. Like, what had previously been a rotation was just like, nope, these are the ones we have now. They just still have the same ones to this day. I, well, I don't know if it's still open, but until I moved away two years later, I just kept renting the same movies. Just like Rip. still over and the over. Lambs, what, what are you renting? Um, I was renting a lot of Can't Hardly Wait and 10 Things I Hate About wow. You. Just on a loop. <laughs> it was... Could we probably should have just bought them. It wasn't a good use of <laughs> Oh, no. That, Susie Orman. Suze would have something to say about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, no, I can. Well, I can recall many a time going with my father to the blockbuster, but he still gets very frustrated with all of these newfangled technologies, and would much rather go to a place, walk around for a bit, pick up a couple things, grab some snacks, check it all out, and then head head on home to the to watch these movies. I feel him with that. I feel like if something happened. To, I don't know, like <laughs> grocery shopping where all of a sudden I have to only buy on my phone, they get delivered to me. I would feel very sad. Like maybe. I like yeah. that experience. Like to, to go and literally shop around for what movies that, uh, that you can find. Um, what do you guys think happened to all of those movie rental place people? Those guys, you know, like did Blockbuster have to put them in a home when it happened? (laughs) Because you think about it, you know, you've got kind of very specialized work. 
uh, you don't really have to work hard at it. You have to know where things are, not unlike a librarian. But once the Blockbuster closes, what hap- What do you do? Well, I feel like you're operating under the assumption that Blockbuster had any money to send them <laughs> in their retirement. <laughs> Maybe that's why they, they, they sold off all those DVDs to, to send them. I assume it's an underground facility that still looks a lot like a Blockbuster, and they pay hired actors to come in and look for movies from 1995. Like one of those Alzheimer vid- like villages? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just set up a fake Blockbuster. <laughs> And I like I just assume there's a you know a ton of vested men, just sort of like rewatching Pulp Fiction again and again, and uh, telling people how pedestrian their likes are. That's some a Black Mirror episode that you just read. <laughs> Racist button that gets pushed if someone accidentally says the word Netflix out loud. Yeah, and disrupts right. the, like... that was a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! They can't know about that. Uh, but. You know, where are these guys? Where did they go? Are they just trolling on the internet now? I mean, weren't they largely teenagers? Yeah. Were they? Because I, I, I remember a lot of bad beards, like my the one I'm sporting right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I assume it's a part-time job, but there are people who were there, like, every single day. Yeah. You know? It's probably like most places like that. It's like teenagers and then some lifers. Yeah. yeah. And those lifers just got jobs at call centers. Did they, though? I don't know. Did I feel th- like everyone, when they're... When their career is at the end, they just get a job at a slip call on center. over to a call center. Head on, head on over to a call center. God. Honestly, you might hear this voice from a call center near you in the future. You know? <laughs> well, that was a little bleak, Sean. All right, moving on to our next question. As you guys may or may not know, uh, the Oscars have added a new category to the Oscar list. The last thing they added was in 2001, which was Best Animated Feature Film. There's not a lot about the category I'm going to mention, but I do really want to talk about it. And that is, of course, Outstanding Popular Film. That is the new category. Will that trump Best Picture? No. No. They also... So the Oscars have done three things in the upcoming telecast. True. This is true. Yeah. So they have decided to shorten it to a firm three hours. I thought they lengthened it to three hours. No. It's oh, my God. It's been like nipping at four. Oh, it's wow. so much. Okay. And I think that was... They were like... Because the viewership is down so much. It's mm-hmm. like... I think the last one was about half of what it's been. Well, they even. need to broadcast on like a Twitch or a, a YouTube. Or Nobody's doing. Nobody no one has, has network TV. Nobody has network like, TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, they're going. They moved the to a slightly earlier date, like an, a month or so, mm-hmm. because really, like especially this last one, it just seems like a rubber stamp for what it has. Like all the other awards right before that said, mm-hmm. and so it was like there's not nobody's. There's not really any surprises that people are looking forward to. No, that's true. But um, do you think that the outstanding popular film will be money-based? I They haven't specifically said what the criteria mm-hmm. are going to be yet, right? So right. Like, do you have to make over X amount of money, or does it have to be, you know, this high in the rankings mm-hmm. before you qualify for this category? Well, it's either, in in my opinion, it's either going to be, like, your Rotten Tomatoes score or <laughs> the top ten grossing movies of the year. Yes, it might be. Yeah, I think, I forget who said it, but someone was like, yeah, the reward for most popular movie is a ton of money. Right. They, get <laughs> they um, all get it, though, Sean. Yeah, well... Unless you're bright so on like Netflix. The... 
the uh, Academy Awards that do the best are when there is a super popular film in the running, like Titanic or your Forrest Gump or something. Mm-hmm. So I think that if um, a film that everyone has seen is in the running for something, then it will, what they think, will entice people to turn on the their television and, <laughs> and find it, even though... Not just watch the highlights the next day. a long time to track down anyone that even has network TV if I want to watch the Oscars. That's totally true. It does sort of seem to imply that the best film and the most popular film are mutually exclusive categories. Mm-hmm. That's like, the... I'd be interested to know if there will be overlap in the two categories. Is it possible for one movie to win both? They, there must be. Well, they did... Because um, when The Dark Knight was famously snubbed, even though everyone thought it sh- should have been nominated for mm-hmm. Best Picture, it wasn't even nominated. So then they did another change to the category by expanding it to ten films from five, and hopefully for them to like include a few more dark horses. Um, but I think maybe they hope that this will be a way to catch all of those other, I don't know, things. Well, the... <laughs> The, all all of the talks on the Twitters is why isn't there a best dramatic picture and best comedic and or musical picture? Golden Globe style. Yes, because that seems to work out just fine for everybody. And then there's n- not this sort of hierarchy of, you know, most popular movie versus best picture, which I think is what's going to happen. Yeah. Where would you put like a Marvel movie in that in that category? Is that a dramatic? Or well, a I don't think comedic? it. Like from even when I was talking about Dark Knight, like none of the superhero films of which there's been a billion mm-hmm. have been nominated. Yeah, they're some of the most popular movies that everybody wants to see because it's like inherently lowbrow, right? To make a comic book movie. So is this? You know, will they just say this is for the lowbrows? And anything that's in the best picture can't get nominated for this, or do you think there will be the double the double whammy where somebody takes it all? That will be very interesting. Yeah, especially. Uh, I wonder if it'll be like fans vote on your favorite. Do you think that would happen? Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I wouldn't put anything past them at this point. No, they most seem pop- like best popular yeah. movie just seems like such a nonsense category. Right. So is it just like tweet your favorite movie of the year? And there's not even like a like a you know, or maybe they'll generate the the sort of short list that way. Honestly, this seems even like another Black Mirror scenario. We're making <laughs> of just like people like voting on the. Oscar winner. And, and I wonder, like, that's kind of my sort of point of this whole question is, will it just sort of be what could be an American Idol style thing where now they're trying to sort of make movies to get that, you know, what's Oscar bait for the most tweeted movie? What does that look like? Right. You know, is it just like, oh, we're releasing the whole movie in shorts on YouTube before the movie's released? Oh, my God. And like all these ridiculous, horrible things. Do you think that'll happen? <laughs> like, the first part's released on Netflix. The second part is released only in theaters. Watch watch us shoot this scene live on Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great Right? Idea. But that could happen if they kind of go this whole social media thing, which terrifies me. I'm just... It is sort of interesting to maybe shake up the idea of what we think of as Oscar bait, mm-hmm. because... Right now, 
like Oscar movies have almost become a parody of themselves Absolutely. sometimes, right? Like this great man's life story and it's very sad mm-hmm. or you know there's so many just types of movies that are naturally considered Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. And I think shaking that up is kind of interesting. Yes. But I don't know if just creating new categories <laughs> instead of that will be maybe funny. nominating different <laughs> films. If we see a big Marvel movie and we're like, oh, Oscar bait. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> popular. Oh, my God. Polly Shore's doing another movie. <laughs> Pfft, Oscar bait. Anyway, I think it is time for us to take a little bit of a break. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Guess what, y'all? It's game time. Woo! Woo! <laughs> for those who are just tuning in or don't know, the game is where I spend all week looking for a film that uh, my two co-hosts have not seen. I then ask them what they think it's about, given the title alone. And then uh, we all have a great time when I tell them that they're both wrong and what it's actually about. Uh, this week's title is Bowfinger. 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 <laughs> I'm super excited to hear what Sean... That, that, that song had better be a part of what Yeah, it's be. not a James Bond remake, um, which uh, that song might suggest. But Damn. So my suggestion for Bowfinger is um, an eccentric old woman. Um, <laughs> every time something special happens to her in her life, she ties um, a string, a, a bow string around her finger to remember it by, as mm-hmm. you know, as you're supposed to do, because it creates a little pathway in your brain. In the fashion. Yeah. But then she, so she has her fingers riddled with these, like, uh, with these strings, these bows, and until she gets in a pretty severe car accident, and then her <laughs> very kind psychiatrist, um, and therapist helps her slowly <laughs> untie each one and uncover each memory that it brings. <gasps> and it's because uh, she has amnesia. Because she has amnesia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. So, so that took a real dark turn. Yeah, that's her so, so this is like a one-person notebook. It's a one-person notebook. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Show. That's what I think. Both finger. I can see the poster now with all the. Oh, you know those wrinkled hands, those bows everywhere. I'm really worried about her circulation. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot to worry about. Is it a bigger bow <laughs> if it's an, a bigger deal? She's you know, like oh, I had a baby. Here's a giant bow wrapped around my waist. Is there some sort of <laughs> color coding system? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't worked this out. Oh. I haven't <laughs> workshopped any of this. Okay, all right, Claire. So. I also thought of tying something around your finger to remember it, mm-hmm. oh. and I was picturing a sort of maybe like a memento meets dude where's my car sort of situation. <laughs> Although I thought of that, and then I realized I have never seen memento, <laughs> so I can't actually say how similar they are. Mm. But essentially, there's sort of a zany guy. Is this a comedy? Oh, for sure, it's okay. a comedy. I would never think of a movie that wasn't a comedy. It just okay. seems too sad. Otherwise, it's too sad. Like Sean's amnesia movie. No, thank you. Oh, there's a laugh per minute. This is an amnesia <laughs> movie where he's on a zany adventure to try to figure out how this bow got in his finger. Maybe there's like a t- photos on his phone, and it mm-hmm. turns out like, oh, I didn't have the bow in this one, but I did have it in this one. Oh, man. He tracks people down. Like the Hangover. Yeah. Was he drunk last yeah. night? He may have been drunk or. Drugged, but in a <gasps> funny way. Drugged oh. in a funny way. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, got I always, whenever people go on a zany 
like hangover adventure. I'm shocked because how do they have that much energy if they're so hungover? Oh, if it was two days later, I would believe it. But that next day, <laughs> they're drinking a coconut water. Exactly, and just laying there lying like uh, it's just a bunch of fear, right? Like that's the I concern. Guess they're f- driven by adrenaline. Yeah. So maybe he got conked in the head, but he probably doesn't know. <gasps> and if you got conked in the head, remember. you wouldn't be feeling great. How does it end? What's the bow for? Um, it's probably, it was a mistake <gasps> or like a prank. No. Oh yeah. It was definitely a prank. Well, he's got those three One idiots. of his <laughs> friends like tied him on there. And then he said to his friend the next day, like, what's going on with this? And he's like, I don't know. You better look into it. That bow was a bunch of trouble. <laughs> his God. friend was just a puppet master. <gasps> People have bad friends. Wow. God. All right. Well, uh, Bowfinger, you were both super not close. <laughs> Um, Bowfinger is, and I this when I start reading this, I'm always blown away. It is a 1999 film directed by Frank Oz, starring Steve Martin, Nettie Murphy, written by Steve Martin, and it is about uh, a director named Bowfinger who's trying to make his his picture, and he needs a star played by Eddie Murphy, but he finds out that Eddie Murphy uh, also Ed, the character Eddie Murphy plays also has a twin brother who's kind of a nerdy-looking fellow, and he hires him to play his brother in the movie. Uh, hilarity ensues. They also film a lot of the movie without the actor knowing he's in it. It's uh, it's really great. Oh, my God. Yeah, the con is on. This is a movie that I believe they had at my small-town convenience oh, store. and you never got and it. And I never got it. Oh, my God. Your eyes just slipped right over that. And I have ne- So I've never seen it, and I tried to put it out of my mind mm-hmm. for the purposes of the game. But I couldn't remember if it was a Steve Martin movie or a Warren Beatty movie. And I can't. The Warren Beatty movie I'm thinking of is like a political movie. And oh. he's like running for office. And I don't know what. Honestly, that title oh, could be Oh, it's Bullworth. <laughs> I was getting oh. confused with Bullworth. Okay, fair enough. I They're was not similar. thinking of that at all. And I was trying to figure out what it could be. That's what it was. Oh, my God. I was certain it wasn't Wag the Dog, but beyond that, I had to really work on it. Bullworth. <laughs> all right. Well, back to the task at hand. We're almost done here today. We are talking about the weird things about movies, surrounding movies. Guys, will the children of the future lack patience because they don't know what rewinding is? Well, they will almost certainly lack patience. Yeah, I think rewinding is the least of their problems. Um, and I, because I don't have very much patience and I rewound everything so well. Would you, re- like, okay, were you kind and rewound? We had a rewind machine that we would, because we could just throw on another film. A dedicated And then just put on the rewinder. (gasps) It would take, like, a long time, actually. It would take, like, twice as long, (laughs) which is several minutes. (laughs) But I couldn't wait that long. Wow. I have no memory of if I was a Be Kind rewinder. I assume that... I wanted to be, but frequently forgot. With these rules, they tell you right off the bat. Yeah, I'm just, you know, absent-minded. Well, well, for our young listeners who may not know, uh, a film used to come on a VHS tape, which was a literal tape that would go from one reel to another in this tiny box. And then once you're done watching it, if you wanted to watch it again, you had to... Rewind, which is honestly insane. It, well, it, it this worked. makes no sense as you say it. <laughs> and if you wanted to watch a specific part again, you were on a real journey of mm-hmm. guessing. If you wanted to do the fast rewind, you had to figure out where to stop it. Well, there was just how I wore out several 
uh, tapes, like Little Mermaids. Uh, just the one part again and again. Like part of this world. It's oh, yeah. gone. You could almost hear it when the, like, like you know, the, the tape would get very thick and, and raw hidey, mm. but the other parts would stay smooth, the parts that you didn't watch as much. And you could almost hear, like, when it got loaded up, like, oh, it's go time. Oh, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> this is it. This, this is, is the moment. Leather going through. Uh, wife of the show, Ellen Legui, has uh, what what I will allude to here, but uh, mm. she had a... Uh, a a tape i guess one could call it a mix tape uh of of moments that she wanted to collect on a vhs wow which we have i've not yet been able to see but still still hold note that uh that my in-laws have kept it somewhere but uh of her favorite you, moments in film that's the uh, cutest thing i've ever heard yeah that's no great. yeah just you know a collection of things that she loved why that, haven't uh, we made each other mixtapes of like cinema? I don't know because it's not a thing idea. anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't have the technological capability. I don't know, how to I don't know what to right. do. I can't even screenshot Netflix. But can you th- <laughs> can you think of the That's like true. you know the the time control needed to make a mixtape? Let's say you wanted you were watching a movie and you wanted to get those commercials out of there. You would have to be right by that VCR, Johnny on the spot, hitting. You know, play, record, stop, right when you needed to. That's why so many of our, our mixtapes come in at least 30 seconds after the movie's probably already mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes to commercial and then sparks up at some end. Any scene that you have no idea. Abs- absolutely. Guys, what is your favorite physical media for uh, watching a movie? I have quite quite a huge hit of nostalgia thinking about those Disney covers that were oh, like very yeah. durable, it was, like very plastic, so yeah, like, and like plastic. you know popped open and held that glorious VHS tape. But when DVDs came out, I thought they were super cool. I didn't. I really was scared of them. <gasps> I thought they would break. I was right. I thought they would scratch. I was right there. <laughs> None of it I trusted. I liked a trusty old VHS. They do that awful thing where like you fall asleep watching the movie and then it just goes back to this like the menu screen so it's, oh, it's playing just playing the, the same song on a loop <laughs> and over and over only the most evil person in the world would put a loud song mm-hmm. in the menu screen and that's everyone that's all of them so when you wake up you just hear violence crashing yeah over a blue screen no thank you what's your guys' relationship to like film like 16 millimeter 8 millimeter 32 millimeter IMAX film I truly um, know. I know the measurements that you said yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's mine really. but you never you never got to watch one in school or anything like that I don't have think you watched so. anything on film either of you um <laughs> presumably yeah I mean like probably the theater yeah you saw some prints but uh you've never been to like I some weird Backyard screening on 13th Ave. Well, no, that's not true. I I do know friend of the show, Eric Hill, and mm. that man always has a roll of film in his pocket. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's true. He does. It's just ready proje- to project something at yeah, all times. and a projector in the other pocket. <laughs> Eric, check your pockets right now. Let us know what's in there. But, uh, so, you guys, what, Claire, what about you? DVD, I, VHS? I have a soft spot for VHS, I think. Mm-hmm. Because... Of the aforementioned issues with DVDs, they're just, like, a pain. They're a pain. Especially now that we have Netflix, like, Mm -hmm. or we have streaming. Yeah. DVDs don't bring anything to the table. Whereas VHS, I think, just because of the age that I am, has a nostalgia value for me. If I see someone with a DVD tower, (laughs) if I walk (laughs) into their house and see a DVD tower, 
I turn around because I, <laughs> this is a person unhinged. But, but That's you, what I think. But you guys, and this, I if Netflix is listening, which I doubt that they are. I think they might. I need the, I I need them to bring back the special features. I need that because they're mm. gone. I agree with that. that. I didn't even nice. think about that, and, and you're right. And on well, I guess are we lumping Blu-rays and DVDs into one right now? Are we kind of doing that? We're we are. I skipped Blu-rays entirely. Oh, me too. Okay, um, because. Uh, well, yeah, we're not. We're also not talking about Betamax either. But um, <laughs> oh no, we're no, no, we're not. not. We're not talking about Betamax. I um, wouldn't know what to say if we were. <laughs> comes after Alpha. <laughs> no Betamax. <laughs> anyway, um, gosh, I just got that joke. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it took so long. Anyway, um, no, I remember a friend of mine in high school watching Gladiator special features. For literally three months, <gasps> there was so much content there, and it's just all gone. And there's probably these f- special featurette directors who just don't know what to do with themselves, and they just want to make movies about how they make movies. I loved an audio commentary. Oh yeah. yes, I loved it because I was a big rewatcher of things. Yeah, and sometimes you want to rewatch it, but you want different sounds, and that's mm-hmm. what the audio commentary does. <laughs> you know, that you. is a loss, actually. The uh, the Napoleon Dynamite audio commentary. If you can get your hands on this gold, it is some of the funniest stuff you have ever heard. Because all they talk about is jokes that they were gonna use in place of this. They talk about the fact that Uncle Rico, who eats steaks throughout the whole movie, the actor is a vegan, and they point out a bunch of times where he takes the steak out of his mouth because he just can't do it. Oh, no. So, you know, dedicated to his craft, never would have known without that special commentary track. Uncle Rico. I've heard that the Thor Ragnarok audio commentary is excellent, and I don't know where you would get it. How do you? You can buy a Blu-ray still. They must. I'm going to Google it right now. I know, but I put that in my what? What a waste. You know what I mean? I've got nothing. I know, Taika Waititi is very funny. He's so funny. Oh, my God, you guys. It's not even coming up as like a... A suggested search on Google. <laughs> Google's like, what is a Blu-ray? Yeah. And I feel for you, Google. Gosh, this is so rough, you guys. I don't know if it exists or not. Oh, my God, this is mind-blowing. There's something that you can buy. Oh, no, it's a magazine. That's what this is. That's what I'm looking at on Amazon. A Blu-ray magazine? No, it's just a, the official movie special magazine. That's all it is. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's the that end of it. print outlasted commentary wow that's tough who would have known okay before we break for uh an extra long what you're watching uh with two particular things in mind i do have to ask something and i hope that both of you have not seen this film that i'm going to talk about have you seen the movie highlander do you know what i'm talking about no. I don't. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. I'm thinking of Outlander, and I'm certain that's not the <laughs> that's same. Not I was thinking of Mel Gibson's Scottish. No, well, that's that's kind of that's pretty close. Okay, <laughs> okay. a brief synopsis of Highlander is that immortals fight with swords because there can only be one, there can be only one. Okay, that's the big part of the movie. There can be only one there, Highlander. Oh yeah. So they say that 150 times through the whole thing. However, how can you have a movie? with the the words there can be only one in it and make five sequels of that movie <laughs> wow who was they, it? there they, cannot be only one <laughs> there must have been there could only be one at a time yeah 
They, Apparently, you know, they didn't quote them in full. Anyway, they're remaking it, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up. But, Is the Highlander uh, like Buffy? Like no. you cut, like you kill one, and then there's a new one. No, what does no. the Highlander do? He uh, he's he's immortal, and he just kind of goes about life until another Highlander and he cross swords. Uh, I thought there could only be one. No, so yeah, that's that's why they have from. to fight, and then they behead the other and gain their power and become oh. stronger. It's uh, the soundtracks by Queen. Uh, there's a lot of lightning. It's fabulous. Hmm. Uh, I've only seen the first two. The second one is roll bad, but I don't even know what I don't even know what you talk about in Highlander Five. I have no idea. I literally have no clue what that movie could be about. Heads keep rolling. Maybe, but yeah. uh, that's Immortals of Swords does not get old. <laughs> Claire's he best quote: Move them to different locations. <laughs> well, they like they they die, right? They kill each other. Sean Connery's involved. There must be some. They're immortal. There must be some sort of. If you behead them, you get their power, and then mm. they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Because there can be only There's so one. many like. There can only be one, except for when there's two. They, yeah, they're immortal they unless their heads are cut off. There's te- there's there's technicalities here. Yeah. All right, we're moving into what you're watching. Thank you guys for humoring me about uh, about about movies. Not a problem. Um, the first thing that Sean and I have been watching, I don't know if you made it out, was to the Regina Film Festival. We did, which was good. We did not go together. No, no, no. We're not well, seen in public together. Yeah, oh no, God, this is the only thing. This is why we're, are not, we we're f- not friends. <laughs> Who is this man? Jeez. Spoiler alert: These guys are not friends. Oh, that's our only spoiler alert this whole time. Sean, what did you see? Um, so I went to a few. Th- films, but then uh, one of my favorite parts of it was I went to a panel uh, with four amazing women on the panel called Power Balance, Sexual Abuse, and Gender Discrimination in the Entertainment Industry. Oh, man. And um, yeah, it was a bit of a heavy topic, but (laughs) um, the four panelists were so intelligent, and I... Uh, and it was so great, um, but I was definitely struck by a woman named Janine Windolph, mm-hmm. who's a local talent from Regina. Yeah, I know she's um, an indigenous filmmaker, multimedia storyteller, and entrepreneur. Um, a lot of her work feature family history stories, and on her time in the panel, she told amazing personal stories, um, as well as the experience of being an indigenous woman in film. Um, she w- was a very affecting talk, and she's so articulate and very cool, and I encourage people to seek out her work. Yeah, no, it's great. She taught me an animation class once. Oh. Yeah? Was her work animated? Um, I actually, they didn't show any films. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that, seems a little, that seems a little odd. Well. God. I can't talk anything about the panel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw some films. Not as many as I would have liked to, but, you know, that's the way it goes. I did, however, get a huge highlight of the master class with animator Bill Plimpton, which was... Super great, and uh, it was kind of strange in a really good way because Bill was standing, we were in the theater, and he was standing at the front of the theater, you know, like on that little raised platform, Mm -hmm. and uh, it would every once in a while cut to one of his films, which was shown in the massive, but he was also live drawing uh, on this giant sketchbook thing that he had, and he was also eating popcorn with a Coke while, like, right in the middle of his whole thing. So he'd be like, oh, we're going to watch a movie now. And he'd just start, like, drinking this Coke (laughs) and, like, mowing on all this popcorn. Anyway, he's kind of a weird guy, and his work is really strange and fun. But uh, he, uh, he was just super real about everything and talking about his formula for success, which was, like, make it funny, make it cheap. And do it yourself. Like, that was kind That's of... That's a great formula for success, yeah. honestly. And uh, the dude draws, like, 
two seconds of animation a day, and he has a staff of five, and uh, he's doing all this great work about a whale named Tiffany, and uh, this new stuff with, um, it's on Kickstarter, I was on Kickstarter, with, like, real Donald Trump quotes that he's animating, so one of them is, like, how big the Oval Office is, and then he shows Trump on this little, like, elevator being raised as he's, like, three inches tall on the giant Oval Office desk and stuff. Anyway, um... Oh, 15 seconds a day. Someone, somebody mentioned 15 seconds a day. Oh, God, if, you got instantly caught. I don't, I don't know if that's correct wow. or not. I'm going to have to follow up. I don't even know who texted me that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Bill Plimpton himself. Oh, my God, Bill. But, um, no, it was really great, and it was really great that he came out, and he talked about how he once hitchhiked through Regina as a young younger man. I think it was, well, he's, I, think, I assume he hitchhiked, but... Uh, Hmm. Maybe it's you, not far through Regina. Yeah, I think he, he actually. I think he said he was on the bus. He oh, took the I bus, see. which is also an outdated form of getting around. Oh, the <laughs> bus is the Blu-ray of transportation. <laughs> Preach, Sean. Preach. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, the film festival is great. I have some notes about how they can improve their written schedule because I was very confused multiple times about where things were. I agree with that. But uh, other than that, a smashing success. And uh, we made some, con- well, I made some contacts, and we might get somebody on the show Ooh. upcoming. So, to talk about how it went and upcoming events. Uh, we've also all, if I'm not correct, we've all been watching this new new hit movie to come out. Yeah, we have the same What You Watching. Yeah, which is titled Crazy Rich Asians. Heard of it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we, all, we all watched it. You guys went together? Yeah. Good. Did you sneak something, Sean? Is it, are um, you, this, this is where you forgot. This was when I had the... Di- fiasco of having to buy my own drink unbelievable it was um so the question number one is did you guys read the book i have read the book Mm -hmm. and i'm halfway through the second book because i very much enjoyed the book okay i have not read the book i started the book Mm -hmm. i'm about 50 pages in and then the it happened that we were going to the movie and now (laughs) i don't know how much I need to finish the book. Sean, do you think it's worth um, it? The movie and the book are very different. Okay. Are not very different. A lot of the same situations happen, but they will, like, converge them together, mm-hmm. which was actually, I thought, very skilled of the screenplay adaptator, and that they kept a lot of the great scenes that I wanted, but they just, like, mushed them all together instead of, like, um, like the characters that wouldn't have been there, they just put them in and had them say great lines from something else. <laughs> Um, okay. It was nice. <laughs> uh, well, wife of the show, huge fan of the book, um, really enjoyed it. She has seen it twice since uh, mm. l- wow. since we last met. But uh, uh, I thought it was very funny. I liked a lot of parts of it. I don't know. I don't even know if it's like a romantic comedy. I'm not. E- it's more about like meeting the family as opposed to the instability of their relationship. But um, there is a hero of this movie for men like myself, and that is that one D-bag who planned the bachelor party. Oh, Bernard Ty. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I just really wasn't expecting it, and he was super funny and super, I don't know, over the top, and really sold this whole lifestyle that they have, which is just absolutely wild. And uh, there's a moment in the movie that made me laugh so hard right before the whole wedding begins and i won't give it away it's also not nice to talk about on the radio oh but um yeah yeah yeah. i was dying i was absolutely dying um (laughs) yeah i think uh also not to give away really any spoilers but Mm -hmm. yeah the two character the two main characters 
um, especially more in the book, are pretty lame or like pretty boring, <laughs> I would say. To I think to be able to be the hub of this wild cast of yes. like hilarious weirdos that <laughs> are the rest of the characters. However, I'd say that Constance Wu didn't have a lot to work with, but she did so good because she's amazing mm-hmm. and she's queen of an eye roll. Can lay. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard at her. Um, what else was I going to say? Also, yeah, I didn't know if, how I would feel about the book and the movie because it just, in this like time of Trump, it's, I didn't know if I would be taken by this extreme like show of money and elitism and like uh like racism between asian cultures which mm-hmm. there's a ton in the book they always like are ranking each other <laughs> um oh and God. but i was really taken by its huge dynasty frothy soap opera like situation and i love a lot of the characters i it's sort of too bad that you guys hadn't seen it last week for the makeover episode because there is a bit of a makeover oh, yeah. in this one. But I thought it was kind of a disappointing makeover. <gasps> it was, yeah. I thought that the montage needed there... at least five more outfits. <laughs> I thought those outfits should have been more, yeah. Well, there were not very many legitimate outfits. No. They were all kind of jokey. You can't wear this. like This is chainmail. Yeah, and then Ken Jeong trying to force his will I don't. I don't even really know what he's doing there with his blue dress, but yeah. I thought it was odd. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing <laughs> either. He was an odd part of that movie, mm-hmm. as was the other male member the, of his family in that movie. The which brother was gross. He kept uh, getting played for laughs and doing things that were like made disgusting. me pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, no, he, was, like, he, was very little, he was a little peeping tom. There was yeah. a scene um, where he's like taking photos of her without her knowing and. And her mother. And then they notice him and both just burst out laughing in a hilarious way. But is very scary and weird. The tone of the movie is a little bit strange. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, Michelle Yeoh Yo. is in one movie. Ken Jeong is in a different movie, it sort of seems like. Mm-hmm. And it's... Even, like, Aquafina and Rachel are in, like, different movies, too. Aquafina was so good, also. Oh, she's hilarious. I can't believe her, like screen name is Aquafina. That was it I literally was like, who was Aquafina when it came up at the end? She's having she's having a great year. She's had a couple of good turns. She's what great else is in she? Oceans Eight as well. I don't even remember her in there. She's I, the pickpocket. God. She had like long brown hair. What a chameleon. Jeez. She's a chameleon. Oh no, I I had no idea. Um anyway, no. I, I think that the the typical white male response to Crazy Rich Asians was, it was better than I thought it would be. But uh, uh, I was talking to my wife before we saw it, and my concern was that I already knew what was going to happen before it even started. But there was a good twist in there that I didn't uh, that I didn't expect. And then, yeah, it was good. It was good. And now they're making the second one. And everyone should watch that wedding scene and... <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. But I won't tell you because yes. it's a spoiler. Yes, yes. Anyway, that is all the time we have. I would like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-host, Sean, and my guest host, Claire. Everyone here at CJTR. And, of course, to listeners like you. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next.
Woo. See you next week. Thanks, Claire. Bye. Thanks, Claire. Bye.